I'd be hearing people repeat other people's songs. Mine but. <laughs> have been, I am a victim. Mine have been repeated. My movements in the spirit have been repeated. The word on the street. The word on the street. Word on the street. The word on the street. The word on the street. The word on the street. Everybody, it is Kiwana here. Q, preferably Q. Um, good morning, good day, good afternoon, good night, whatever time you are listening to this. I hope you are having an amazing day. I am here with my co-host Shagram. Hey, everybody. Um, I'm here to co-host today. But welcome back to the Word on the Street. Um, welcome back. We are excited today as Q is going to host this episode. Hi. So on today's episode, we're going to talk about standards what is your standard according to oxford languages standard is a level of quality or attainment but according to miriam webster because she is that girl she says hold on i thought miriam webster was a man (laughs) (laughs) one of us is wrong but you know that's not important right now continue could be Miriam, it, 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 it can be a unisex name. If your name is Miriam and you're a male, kudos to you. You must be Jamaican. Miriam. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so according to Miriam Webster, that definition of standard is something established by authority, custom, or general consent as a model, example, or point of reference. Me personally, when it comes down to standards, I instantly think of the word of God. Um, You know, we think of... That holiness is the standard. Holiness is the standard of living for his people. You know, this is the apostolic statement of faith. This is what we believe. (laughs) It's the standard of living for his people. I think of the scriptures when it says, you know, um, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord will list up a standard against him. Mm -hmm. And I think about how we are supposed to be the standard. But, you know, the question is like, but what is that standard that we are supposed to be like? What are we upholding? So we're going to talk about um, godly living and different standards that you have as godly people because your standard for how you conduct yourself in the sanctuary at church is something um, you know church protocol and stuff like that right. but there's standards there that it's different per church that you go to then you have standards that we supposed to uphold in our personal lives mm-hmm. which should not be different depending on what church you go to <laughs> but y'all know how the word of god can be misinterpreted and yes to conform other beliefs yeah, yeah. so because of that um that's another aspect of standard that we can have and then you have standards that we hold for other people Mm -hmm. so we're gonna just dive deep into the different kinds of standards that we have in the different areas so we could start with standards of the church as in the standards we hold like for one another in the church or like what the standard is supposed to be what the standard is supposed to be but i feel like my personal opinion i feel like standards are like the church has its standards but the people are not you know living up to the standard of the church if that makes sense so you feel- they're not upholding the standard that's what i'm looking for oh upholding so the, the standard, standard is there we're the aware of what there, it is but where the but i'm not gonna say we but 
the body of Christ. No, we're going to say we, <laughs> just so people don't feel like they're okay, being attacked. Okay, we, we, we as the body of Christ, we do not always uphold the standards of the church. Okay, so I've been in church my whole entire life, right? Mm-hmm. Since 1996. That's a long, periodically time. So, the standard back then was like, no pants in the church. And if you did have pants on, you had to wear a skirt over your pants. No extravagant makeup. Head was always covered. Not everything went. You couldn't take communion unless you were baptized. You couldn't serve on anything unless you were filled with the Holy Ghost. For real. Now, I remember those days. You couldn't <laughs> sing in the choir without the Holy Ghost. You couldn't praise. Da- and, you know, a lot of praise dances, they dance and you don't even feel the spirit anyway. They down. They be like, Right. <laughs> Don't even feel the spirit anyways, but yes. they still had to have the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. You couldn't even usher without the Holy Ghost. You couldn't. We live in a day now where the pastor just wants you to have something to do. You know, there I see some of those standards too. I will also address standards for people in the pulpit. Mm-hmm. Um this is a big one. Um we were talking about a little bit earlier. Yeah. But um i noticed that a lot of people in the pulpit have different standards for themselves and they carry for other people Mm -hmm. for example i have a cousin who is um he's a homosexual he has a church Mm -hmm. not gonna say his name i will say the name of his church is um acceptance worship ministry and if you look at the logo it is um people holding hands in a circle but it's like a rain like each person is different color yeah so like you see the logo of his church the seal and all that stuff and you instantly know exactly what kind of ministry it is but the standard is that there are some people who will tell him that he's not of god because of the lifestyle that he lives Mm -hmm. and um that he shouldn't be pastoring he shouldn't be doing this thing but when it comes down to the standard my question would be so if he's not allowed to why do we have so many pastors in the black church who are adulterers or fornicators and that's okay that that lifestyle seems to be okay but i was talking to someone about this it's like i feel like sometimes like the black church like they accept certain sins more than others like i feel like this is the same sin that's preached about like homosexuality Mm -hmm. or adultery but there's a whole bunch of other stuff that is going on that's not preached about like sin is sin period so i feel like some sins are highlighted more than others and that's just what it is you know we live in a day and age where i don't want to say it's normal so you just have to be okay with it but if we we've spent so many years as a church focusing on them that all this other stuff is running rampant okay. you know and i understand that people were getting pregnant before out of wedlock but there's no way that we're focusing so hard on the gays and that all these different babies is popping up in the church you know how many uh presiding bishops and you know archbishops and apostles and stuff have um illegitimate children just running around you know even people who are just in ministry in general who have children who have such a strong awe against them as parents and stuff like that but these are not things that we address in the church we're still focused on he's a sissy you know you gotta weed out the sissies you know god ain't call us god called adam and eve not not adam Adam and steve (laughs) so we do focus so much of our energy on that another thing would be preachers who preach just for money and stuff like that we have created that that has become the standard that's all that and i feel like that's a lot of reason as to why some people stray away from the church because it's become more of like a money thing mr Krabs. yeah it's become more of like a money thing and 
that turns people off. Because some people, like, people come to church to get their souls saved and to get whatever they need. But when they when they're in the church, when they're in the service and they're experiencing what's going on, such as like the offering, like some people will be raising offerings for like forty five minutes straight. That would turn me off too. Sometimes I zone out. We just had a a conference where somebody was raising an offering for a long time and it literally was like, I know you have more money. Please <laughs> and you bring don't. it up. <laughs> and I'm over here like mm, I don't have but as a newcomer who has no idea, you know, like they're new into this, mm-hmm. that will automatically turn them off. Mm-hmm. I'll literally be set up in mind. I'm gonna get fifty dollars, and then somebody come be like, "I don't want your fifty dollars." I God said that eighty people in here can give a hundred dollars. Mind you, there's only twenty of us in the building. So where would God <laughs> give you this extra sixty people? I don't know, but I know I'm not one of them because God would have told you that He got fifty dollars. That's all He can give right now. Um, a lot, we do stop people from. You know, giving because we ask for more than people are capable of, right. and then we make it an issue when people can't do. Right. You know, the fifty dollar line, the hundred dollar line, twenty dollar line, and then everybody else gets lumped in. You know, right. if you don't have the fifty, come just on. come come with what you have, and here I go with my dollar bill. Crumpled up. Crumpled up. You gotta fold it right. into like a little um, a boat. And then an when you put it in the basket, you whisper and be like, "Make it fifty cents back," because <laughs> this is all I have for the week. You know. Yeah. But the point is, you, we can't be setting a standard for people to give a certain amount and then they can't afford it and then we make them feel bad about it. Other standards we have would be the standard of dressing. Church couture. <laughs> I'm going to say something. Say it. I'm going to make this disclaim- disclaimer make once again. Make disclaimer. That my views and opinions do not reflect on the views and opinions of my pastor. Okay, they are his personal my views and opinions. personal views and opinions. Yes. And I will 100% say. He's going to stand on business. Stand on business. <laughs> stand on business. You look here. <laughs> I don't care what you wear to church as long as you come in the building. Right. I don't care if you got a poncho on because I have one on too. A turtleneck sweater with a zip. Okay. I don't a t-shirt you can come in with your best sunday suit you can come in in your arab gown i don't care what you wear to church as long as you come to the building i feel like the emphasis on what church Dress. clothes are. what are church cl- i'm sure my clothes don't speak in tongues i'm sure my clothes they do <laughs> <laughs> when them shoes get to they're like <laughs> i'm just like no but i get the point i feel like that's not an excuse to not come but it's a standard that we have set it's a standard that we have put in place that like when you come into the house of god you should have on your your dress your skirt Mm -hmm. if you don't look like this stockings and high heels who said that Long skirts and stockings is like sanctified because I know because so- you can't see the leg. But I know some long skirted, stockinged up people. Okay, <laughs> who will make you want to not be saved no more? And I know people who can dress the part, and that's why I that's feel like really what it is. That should not be the standard that we address mm-hmm. everybody by. Oh, I have a prophetic moment coming. I sure do. Mm. All right, y'all. So this is what we have. Rip in the middle. I'm gonna use this as a symbolism for the veil when Jesus, you know, back in the Old Testament, when we went behind the veil to pray and stuff like that, you would come behind the veil, 
This is just symbolic of what a veil is, but you know, it's like a cloth. And the priest would go behind the veil to get into the presence of God. If they were back there unworthily, they would die and whatnot. So they had to wear bells and stuff. So if you were back there, you died, the bells wasn't ringing, they would pull you out because you were not unworthy. But when Jesus died on the cross, he tore that veil. Because right. before, only the priest can go back there. Mm -hmm. So that veil was torn when Jesus died on the cross. So that way, anybody can come to God. But what we do is now that that veil is gone, we lift up a different one. So you now the, your own the veil. new veil, mm -hmm. you got to dress this way. A new veil. You, you got to sing act this way. Yes, another veil. You got to sing we just this way. Layering you have to the pray veils. this way. And that's yeah. what happens. We end up keeping people from God because we're putting up all these veils when Jesus already right. tore the veil. But that's that personal standard thing that we were talking about. I feel like a lot of things that happen in the church is more so culture. Culture and personal and conviction personal, yeah for example um one of the elders that go to our church elder tiffany god told her specifically that she has to take communion every day because it reminds her of what she was called for who she is and you know her sanctification process that's what god spoke for her mm -hmm. so now say she's a pastor she gets up and she's talking to a church um and she's telling them you guys need to take communion every day this is what i do and this is what helps me because god told me to do that and now she's preaching to us like that is what we have to do that would be an example of taking a personal conviction and making it you know the word of god right. just because god spoke that over your life um i'm sure we all have personal conviction my personal conviction in the house of the lord i for me it's more so like a closed thing but i feel like that's because i've been in church my whole life like i've i cannot wear nothing tied up nothing too short nothing revealing i feel uncomfortable well how are you supposed but, to praise in a in something tight you but can't people dance. do that but see there was for example there was one time i didn't have a lap scarf and my dress was a little bit too short mm -hmm. for my liking best believe i went home <laughs> <laughs> i went home to go get service me a lap was scarf. over huh no it was, was in the middle of service no service was over for you you was like no <laughs> <laughs> no no i came back i came back i went to go get my lap scarf and i came back mm -hmm. and it's because i feel like I mean, I'm still going to praise God regardless of whatever I have on. But my thing is just like, I just feel like, but like my personal standard, I feel like when you come in to the house, there has to be some kind of reverence for the house. Okay. Some kind of reverence for the house. So for me, I feel like anything above my knee, that's short. If my slit is longer than this, <laughs> that is no that's a no-no for me i feel like that's my personal conviction but then again i have been in church my whole entire life where i have seen the changes of church wardrobe church couture mm -hmm. <laughs> um over the years and i must say over the years the things have been getting shorter and tighter shorter and tighter the men's is wearing hats that are taller and bigger than taller the hats than that the, the women's. women's was wearing okay. and the capes is getting longer and yeah. more sparkly it's a lot going on and then like the thing like i cover my head a lot so mm -hmm. i like to wear veils that's my thing i like to wear veils and i know what the scripture says about the veils about how the women wear the veils so they can pray but my thing is just it's like it's my personal head covering it's my mm -hmm. reverence to the house of god like i'm gonna come into the house of god with my head covered with my legs covered i mean i my legs still show i mean nothing's down to my ankles but you know for me it's more so of like 
irreverence. That's my standard. For when I'm getting ready for church, the standard that I have is like, okay, I'm gonna look this way. This is what I'm gonna wear. My head's gonna be covered today with a beret or a veil. That's my standard for when I come into the house of God. And then there's church etiquette and all those things. That's a totally different topic. I feel like it's okay to have um, personal conviction. I have a lot. I have hundreds of personal convictions like i'm always gonna take my shoes off in church i love taking my shoes off in church my always. shoes are off right now my shoes are <laughs> surprisingly my shoes have been on all day but that's because we, did the, hot. we did the baptism <laughs> and it was raining outside so i didn't want to take my shoes off walking in the fellowship hall with all the water on the floors yeah but normally i will have my shoes off that's a personal conviction it's more so not standing on holy ground. it's not even so much to do with the church and holy ground it's more so to do what i personally feel like you feel free I'm more them toes. Yes, I'm free. <laughs> when I have shoes on, first of all, I'm flat footed. So yes, any, any, <laughs> any pair of shoes I have I, on, I have I, to I'm take them off. Ready to take them off. Yeah. Um, I wear Crocs to work because I can just slip, slip my feet out, and I wear slides, slip my feet out. You slip your feet. Yeah. I do. I sleep. Put them right on top. Um, but it's it's more so like I just feel more free when I have them on. I feel more comfortable. Anytime before I any anytime I get a microphone, I don't care if I'm just getting up to read the scripture or if I'm just getting up to read the apostolic statement of faith. I will go in the um, finance office. I will anoint my hands with oil and I will I pray and repent. I do that when I come in. Yeah, and I know it's not that I'm out here just doing anything out in the world, you know. Right. But it's just that I understand that there are sins of omission, sins of commission, sins that we willingly commit, and sins that we unwillingly commit. And I never want to get up with the microphone and. Now I'm trying to, you know, minister when my hands aren't clean and you don't always know if your hands are clean or not. Sometimes That's you don't know. Your hands might have residue from something that you didn't even do. You just touched somebody else who did it. But that's why the Bible says, touch not the unclean thing. Um, it also says, come out from among them, be ye separate. It says, be ye holy for I am holy. Uh, there's so many instances in scripture where it just explains to you how you can not be doing something and still have residue from that thing on you just because you were so close to it um there's a lovely little thing that i'm going to do for children's church when i'm going to talk about like soul ties and relationships with the children mm -hmm. and i'm going to show them how like it's not just sexual relationship but like friendships and everything what you do is you take like a, a construction paper heart you make a big one and then you like make little things with tape and you stick them on there this is one person you meet this is another person you meet this is another person you meet and then as you fall off those people or you're no longer you rip that other piece that you stuck on off mm -hmm. but if you've ever worked with construction paper you know once it sticks to something and you pull it apart it's going to destroy it yeah. it really is so the heart will still be there after you pull all the pieces off but the heart is not going to look the same way that it looked when it was you know when you first made that heart yeah. so what is holiness i know that's something that holiness is right because <laughs> how are we going to tell folks that you know holiness is god's center living for his people and that you have to be holy but then when you ask what's holy we all have a different definition of what that is right um so what's your definition of holiness my definition of holiness is well for me personally for me holiness is living the ways that i know god would want me to live so Ooh, i like that that like was actually that? hold on that was actually very that that, that was you. one of those things you have to think about it and you're like you know what that was probably one of the best answers that you could have given living how god wants you to how live god that's holiness to powerful because I mean, he gives us clear instructions mm -hmm. and he also gives us a choice. If you choose me, 
this is this will happen. But mm-hmm. if you don't choose me, this will also happen. So he gives you the choice. So every day I have to make the choice. Okay, today I'm gonna do I'm gonna live for Christ because he already told me what will happen once I live for him, once I choose him. So to me, I feel that's my definition of holiness. I think we're living on the, the same way, page. Living the way God would want me to live. Because if you live the way that God don't want you to live, oh, he's going to let it be known. Like, yeah, daughter. <laughs> Backslider. Backsliders <laughs> Avenue. Mm-mm. He's going to like, oh, no sleep for you this week. Yeah, I'm going to have you up in the middle of the night. That's what he does to me. So, yeah, he warns me beforehand. And I'm like, okay. And I kind of feel myself slipping, which I'm not too bad. I'm pretty good. Mm-hmm. I'm not too bad. I'm, not, I'm not out here doing a lot of things. Out here slipping in. I'm not. Over, I'm yeah. I'm not <laughs> over here taking residency in Backsliders <laughs> Avenue, but um, he'll let me know beforehand that I need to get myself together. So what is your interpretation of holiness? Like, uh, well, if someone be like, Shara Graham, <laughs> <laughs> what does holiness mean to you? I mean, I had a different answer, but after hearing your answer, I would agree that holiness is doing what God asks you to do. Mm-hmm. And I say that because we look in the Bible at all the different leaders that we have. I would like to say that they weren't the same. Like, none of them lived the same lifestyle. Yeah. You have um, Eli and Elisha, who they forsaked everything in their lives and traveled. And, you know, it wasn't like, a, I'm doing this for my family. But mm-hmm. and they but they lived a righteous life in the eyes of God. You have Job, who we don't really get a history of what Job did. Like, yeah, we just know everything that he lost. Yes, we don't really know the ministry of Job. We right. just know the circumstance, the trials of Job. Right. But the Bible tells us that he was a righteous man. Mm-hmm. Um, then you have, uh, you go back to... Um, Enoch. Enoch was righteous. He was holy. He walked with God until he was not. But it doesn't explain to you what he like. It doesn't tell you about Enoch's personality. It doesn't tell you right. his habits, all right. that kind of stuff. Then you have um, Ruth and Naomi, who are people who we look at as holy people. Like a lot of people in the Bible that we look at as examples, we consider them to be holy automatically because right. they're biblical examples. But even and then they really were more so focused on their family and like continuing their family. Like um, Queen, I would say Esther. Esther was in the palace. She was called for such a time as this. That's what Mordecai told her. But her ministry was towards her people, her family. Right. Uh, Moses. His ministry was towards his people, his mm-hmm. family. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like holiness is all depends on what God is calling you to do. Again, and it goes into the personal convictions mm-hmm. where holiness for me, God could tell me to take off my shoes every time I walk into the building. And he tells Q, you don't have to do that. So because but Q is going to do it. If I come into the church and I don't take off my shoes because, well, Q didn't have to. I'm no longer walking in holiness because I had a specific instruction from God that right. I'm no longer upholding because somebody else is not doing it. Right. So that's why um, in terms of holiness and from your definition, which I'm going to I'm going to graph that to my heart and I'm going to take that with me wherever I go. <laughs> um, but according to that definition, I I would say that holiness looks different depending on wh- whose perspective. Yeah, we all have different lifestyles. We all have our own trials and tribulations. Everyone's life is different. So we can't holiness. Your path of holiness is going to be different from mine. Mm-hmm. There are some slip ups that God will allow for you to have yeah. that He won't allow for me to have. And even um, drink, drinking, drinking alcohol. Uh, I 
I'm gonna put my business out here. This is the podcast. Like I said, tell the truth, shame the devil. devil. Okay, <laughs> this is raw, real, uncut. I don't see nothing Edited wrong. Stuff, I don't see uncut. nothing wrong a with a little, little alcohol. Okay. No, <laughs> but I, I love I love wine. I used to be I love wine too. I, I used to be a wine. dark liquor drinker, but yeah. I have evolved into you a wine evolve. drinker. And there are some light liquors that I feel like, like tequila. I feel like it's okay for these things. Only, but the, again. Going back to personal convictions, um, I seen this video on TikTok and the guy was talking about how it's not a sin to drink, it's a sin to be drunk in. Yes. However, I can drink the same amount of liquor as Q and one of us be drunk and the other one not be drunk. Mm -hmm. So uh, it goes into that. So for your pastor to tell you it's a sin to drink. But then you open but up. But they were drinking at the party right, in the Bible. You open up your Bible and, you know, people use the excuse. Well, it was a different kind of liquor. You know, now we have hard liquor. No, he, he said, said strong. They were talking about the strong wines and all. They had all that. There's nothing new under the sun. Think of it as our Taylor port. Right. They was drinking <laughs> the, the Taylor and the Saints was in the other room drinking the Manischewitz wine. The Manischewitz. But one thing about the two of those is they will both get you if you drink enough of it. Right. They will. So I feel like. Again, with the personal convictions tying into holiness and the mm -hmm. standard is that it's imp it's impossible to be 100% at the standard. You know, we can run yeah. trying to make 100. We know 99 and a half yeah, won't do, but sometimes Some 90, are at 85. Right. And sometimes that's all they're ever <laughs> going to make it to is that 85, 75, 99. I feel like it's all right. I feel like God, he sees the heart. So if he sees that you are trying to live mm -hmm. holy intentionally genuinely yeah genuinely and intentional he's not gonna be like oh well you didn't make it to 100 so when you when we get at the gate i'm gonna say depart from me now it would, it would be different if you're sitting here at 99 and then you see if i do that i'll make 100 and you decide ah, but i'm at 99 so i don't have to yes that is you deliberately being like you know forget know, about the yeah, yeah. Right. i know what to do but i'm just i'm gonna, gonna do what it. i want to do right and it's different that's how saints are though it's different to fall into sin temptation hard times whatever you want to call it it's different to fall into tribulation and to be sincerely like oh my god like i didn't realize if i did this it was going to open that door mm -hmm. or if i did this it was going to make me feel this way or like to not be aware of the consequences of your actions and stuff like that it that's different than blatantly just saying like i know what god is saying i'm going to do the opposite of that we all fall short it's just people highlight other people's shortcomings but it goes back to because everybody has a different standard. Right. Why do we, why don't we all have the same standard? We're all reading the same word. Mm -hmm. We're all praising the same God. We all we all speak the same tongues because <laughs> I be hearing people repeat other people's tongues. Mine <laughs> have been. I am a victim. Mine have been repeated. My movements in the spirit have been repeated. <laughs> So I have to ask the Lord to give me something new every time. A refilling a and refilling. a refreshing. Every time I be like, Lord, do a new thing. When y'all, well, when y'all come to Christ Community Church of the Apostolic Faith or Christ Community Culture Center at 1607 Main Street, Peekskill, New York, 10566. Shameless you, plug. You better shameless plug, plug. You will see me in the corner in the Shandidis. But every day is something different. Every time I'm in is something different. I always ask the Lord to do a new thing, a new tongue, because I don't want mine taken and repeated. It's not the same. You don't know what I'm saying. 
I also don't like how you know now I'm getting into rant territory, but it still goes with the standard that we're yeah. up. So um, somebody was on Facebook and they were just like, "Oh yeah, speaking in tongues, return your tongues to Doctor Matthew Stevenson." And I'm just like, I don't even watch him. I'm like, why are they making it seem like this man was? Like the he could be like, Yeah, like he was the that first was person to speak in tongues when my like Bible told me, room. yeah, that they was up there speaking two thousand years ago. And but it was. It's just that that standard that person people feel like when you're good at that one thing you now own it and i don't like that how the fact that you can say that this tongue came from matthew stevenson shows me that you're not you're being led by the tongue. spirit right you're repeating the tongues yeah you, you know, robo well, i like that stand it again pastor robo sata <laughs> let me is that one r or two okay and it's a rolled right <laughs> <laughs> um but i i don't i don't like that um there's a lot of things that and i don't want this podcast to become a i don't like you know just a, a rant on what we don't like but the body of christ um we really want this to be more so uh to talk about the things that just talk about what's going on and yeah. give better ways to do things or even uh ask questions and like how could we like to brainstorm and stuff like that yeah how to make things better um the, the church is not a horrible place but we it's do have a lot of things that we to need do. to to get back on track i feel like what god intended for us to be doing i think that a lot of ministries are not doing what our intended purpose are mm -hmm. um later on we're going to have a show where we're going to talk about kingdom work versus ministry right. because everybody was called to ministry but Everybody. only some were called for kingdom work yes um i do have a demonstration on that that i'm not going to give you because i didn't gave it at four different I was places given already the demonstration <laughs> It's good though. It Soon is. come. It is. I'll probably make a, a standalone video for that demonstration for like Freestyle Friday or something. Mm -hmm. Post that up. But um, the Ephesians does tell us that he called some pastors, some evangelists, some prophets, some apostles, some teachers. But that some is not just like you know in the body of Christ that you can be this or that or this. Like you have to choose which one you are. But you fall into one of those categories. Being a doctor in the world you know a medical doctor being a surgeon a dentist that's a ministry being a nurse that's a ministry being right. a banker that's a ministry ministry my definition of what ministry is and this is what the standard should be is um serving god and his creation which means even if you go outside and just pick up litter off the floor that is ministry because you are protecting what god created you are serving god and what he made um and there wouldn't be so much scandal if everybody knew that you don't have to preach you don't have to teach you don't have to find yourself doing the ministry gifts you can function in you ministry can function behind the scenes yeah you know how many ushers I know who probably got more Holy Ghost than some of the pastors that I know? That's true. I mean, I guess once you have one, the Holy Ghost is the Holy Ghost. But you know what? The Little nobody. anointing. Yes. Just who have the anointing, who have yes. power and authority, not yes. just a form of godliness, but they have the power that comes along with it. Mm -hmm. And they're nobodies in the church. These are the people who, you know, over children's church, the woman's president or something. They're, they're the people who do the behind the scene work, somebody who just comes in to decorate. You know, I've done spoken to um one of the deacons here who comes in, he'll clean and then he'll leave. He'll come in, he'll clean, then he'll leave. He might not come to Bible study. He might not come to prayer and testimony service. Mm -hmm. And he might clean and not show up to Sunday morning service, even though he just was there an hour before cleaning the church. Right. But 
when you come in and you clean with him and you have conversation like some of his testimony and his encouraging words you really just be like wow i got more out of today than i've gotten in the last three months from all the different preachers i've seen mm -hmm. you never really know where god has somebody and what he's using them for he use anybody anybody i would just say choose my definition of holiness live that way exactly. live the way god wants and intends for you to live and if you don't know how he intends for you to live there is a book that was written a long time ago, long time ago. and i know that this book club been studying this same book for <laughs> years thousands of years thousands but that's because every time we read the bible we get a new point of view right so pick up your bible pick read, up the bible. bible read the red and do what it says what all right everybody so we're going to wrap this up. I hope you enjoyed listening today. I hope you gained knowledge, information. I hope that we encouraged you to live the way that God has intended for you to live so that way you can obtain heaven. That's the end goal, to make it in. Right. Not to just be at the gate, but to make it through the gate. The point of this episode was, if you're not living the way that God intended for you to live, Check are you really living? yourself before you wreck yourself. No. Sila. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been real. It's been real. And that was The, the Word, Word on, on the, the Street. street. Bye. Bye.